0: let's lift our hands to the Most High God and worship Him, give Him glory, give Him honor, give Him adoration. Bless the King of Kings, bless the Lord of Lords. Praise Him. Give Him all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration that God has kept you alive to see another convention. Give Him glory, give Him honor because it's going to exceed your expectations during this convention. Give him honor, give him adoration for journey message for those who have already come. And thank him in advance for those who are on the way because they too will arrive right, safe and sound Give Him glory, give Him honor. Bless His holy name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. Ah! oh me god oh me god you are worthy of my praises today Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the Beginning, the Ending, the One who is, the One who was, the One who is to come, the Almighty, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace our Savior, our healer, our deliverer, our provider, the lover of our souls, the soon-coming King, glory be to your holy name. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for the previous conventions. Thank you for what you've done in the past. Thank you for what you did yesterday. Thank you for what you are about to do now. And thank you in advance for what we will do this week. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Tonight, my father and my God, we have gathered together unto you. We are trusting you for mighty things. Please, Lord, do much more than we dare hope for. Those who are yet on the way, bring them safely, Lord. And at the end of everything, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let someone shout hallelujah. Now you're going to start by prophesying to two people or three. Say, my neighbor, I love you. By drawing this convention, my miracles will be more than yours. Go ahead, prophesy to them. I love you, my neighbor. During this convention, my miracles will be more than yours. If you believe your prophecy will come to pass, shout hallelujah. (laughs) Please be seated. You are all welcome in Jesus' name. I thank God for every one of you here Uh, taking a look at the auditorium. (laughs) I think uh, by tomorrow we have to keep the three-by-three open so that those of you who might not be able to find a seat by tomorrow, the three-by-three will be open for you and you'll be able to follow us clearly. Number two, we want to do something we've never done before, beginning tomorrow morning from 8 a.m., till whatever time. Tomorrow is a day God has set aside especially for healings. And so all the senior pastors will be here before 8 a.m. And they will line up in front of you and everyone who needs the laying on of hands they will lay hands on you tomorrow so that long before Friday you will already have your testimonies ah uh, I don't want to talk about sanitation report today because uh, we are just coming. But as from tomorrow, we will be announcing those who are cleanest and those who are dirtiest. So, make sure that even before you sleep tonight, you tidy up your surroundings I have some good news for you, <clears throat> as of uh, 6 p.m. this evening, the number of babies already born at our maternity center here is 21. This is serious. Seven boys, fourteen girls. <laughs> so let the girls shout, "Praise the Lord," and let the boys shout, "Hallelujah." Don't worry boys, we will catch up with them. (laughs) Glory be to God. Ah. It's going to be a great, great, great convention. A convention none of us will ever forget. Tonight I've been... I'll be speaking to you very briefly on Beyond Salvation. My text will be Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 19 to 23. Hebrews 10 from verse 19 to 23. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised We want to talk about beyond salvation. We could visit it from two different angles. We could say, well, salvation is step number one, and then after that comes sanctification. Salvation means your sins have been washed away. Your fires have been cleared of all queries. Everything is clean. Sanctification means that ability to sin has been removed from you. Your heart of stone is replaced with the heart of flesh. So that you now have the ability to live in such a manner that there will never be another query in your file. And then we can move on and say after sanctification comes, baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then go on to dedication. And on and on and on. Please, if you are not hearing clearly, clap so hard, the engineers will locate you. But I just have to go on, and uh, the Almighty God will help you and help the engineers in Jesus' name. But then I, I would rather want to look at the topic from another perspective. that when you are born again you expect certain things the number one of which of course is that you miss hell and you gain heaven john chapter 3 verse 16 john 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish. We not go to hell. But we have everlasting life. We go to heaven. And then Salvation confers on you several other wonderful things. I mean for example Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 Second Corinthians 5 17 Say so, therefore if any man be in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away, behold all things have become new. Salvation confers on you a brand new beginning. When you are saved, it doesn't matter how terrible your past has been, that's gone. When you have a new beginning, old things are passing away, all things become new. So you can get a new name. A new name written down in glory. John chapter 1, from verse 11 to 12. John 1, 11 to 12. He came unto his own, his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to be called sons of God children of God so when you are saved you get a new name you used to be called the son of the devil I used to call you Babake and now you are a child of God a new name when you are born again, you get a new accommodation. Colossians 1, from verse 12 to 14, Colossians 1, 12 to 14, it clear salvation gives you the privilege of being translated out of the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of this dear Son of God. You move from out of darkness into light. Salvation brings you under a new management. You are under the management of Satan But now you are under the management of Jesus Christ. Matthew 11, from verse 28 to 30. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Where he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I give you rest. Get away from your old manager. Come unto me. And then he says... You now take my yoke upon you and learn of me. and emphasize it that my yoke is easy, my body is light. You come under a new management. But there are more benefits far beyond ordinary expectations because you are saved by the blood of Jesus according to 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 the blood of Jesus Christ his son Cleanses from all sins. Because all your sins have been cleansed, drawn in salvation, you immediately have access to the mighty arms of God. Isaiah 51, 59, verse 1. Isaiah 59, verse 1. He said, The hand of the Lord is not shortened that he cannot see. The hand of the Almighty, the everlasting hand of God, is not shortened. The hand is mighty. Can, that hand can do anything. And you have immediate access to the ears of God. The same Psalm 59, if you read it from verse 1 to 2, The arms of the Lord is not shortened that he cannot say, neither is he as heavy that he cannot hear. But the problem has been your sin. Now your sins are gone washed away by the blood so immediately immediately after salvation you have access to his arms you have access to his ears which means you have access to answered prayers according to Psalm 65 verse 2 Psalm sixty five verse two he said, O thou that heareth prayers, unto thee shall all flesh come. Moment you are born again. The moment that blood washes away your sin, you have unlimited access to answer prayers. That's not all. Because of that blood, immediately, that blood washes you clean. You have victory over Satan. Because Revelation chapter 12, from verse 10 to 11, Revelation 12, 10 to 11 says, they overcame Satan By the blood of the Lamb. That blood that conquers Satan becomes available to you. The moment you are born again, you have access to protection from death. Because you read Exodus chapter twelve and read it from well read it from verse one to twenty three. But specifically you may want to read verse twenty one there. Exodus twelve from verse one to twenty three. Verse twenty one they said the Almighty God has given an assurance that when death is passing by When he sees the blood, it will pass over you. Many of you are alive today because the blood protected you from coronavirus. And I have the assurance it doesn't matter what else is coming. That blood will keep on protecting you. Then there's something even bigger. In the text that I read to you, in Hebrew chapter 10, if you read verse 9 there, verse 19, Hebrew 10, verse 19, the Bible tells us that because of the blood, that blood that gives you salvation. You have access to the holiest. You know, for us, those who know the Bible very well, they will tell you, there is a place called the holiest in the temple of God. Only the high priest can go there once a year. And when he's going there, he will be going with the blood of an animal that has been sacrificed. And when he's going there, they tie a chain around his leg. And bells around his feet. So that as he's walking about in the holiest... If he makes the slightest mistake, he would die immediately. So when they don't hear the jingling of the bell anymore, they use the chain to pull him out. So the ODS is a very sacred place. You don't you don't just go there unless. You are the high priest. Once a year. But the Bible now says, if you are saved, washed by the blood, you can walk into the holiest." In case we don't fully get the importance of that, let me give you a little illustration. By the grace of God, I have gained access to many heads of states all over the world. <laughs> I don't when you want to visit a head of state when he wants to grant you a private audience whether you are the one who requested for it or is the one who invited you to come you have to pass through many gates gate number one they want to check whether your name is there somewhere that you are expected gate number 2 gate number 3 gate number 4 gate number 5 maybe by the time you get to gate number 6 by then they would have taken your telephone everything and then they they usher you to a room And you find some other people who have been there before you who have been waiting maybe for one hour or two. And and you think, "Ah, well, I'm almost there. But then there, (laughs) there will still be gates. The first time I visited the head of state, I came back thanking God that it is easier to see Jesus than to see a person. I don't need to go through any gates. If I need help, the moment I say Jesus, I'm in the presence of the Mosa. If you know what I'm talking about, shout Hallelujah. imagine that you are traveling on the highway top speed and suddenly one of the tires of your car bursts, and the car begins to some somersault and you have to pass through gate number one, gate number two gate number three before help will come the moment the car begins to so move, what do you shout? <laughs> Let me hear you shout that name again. <laughs> and immediately, help comes. The moment you are born again washed in the blood you gain access to the holiest and you gain access to the name because you are saved by the blood of the one whose name is Jesus Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 Matthew1 I say, his his name shall be called Jesus because he shall save his people. You have access to a name that means Savior. And because you have access to the name, you have access to dominion. Because it is written, Philippians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11, Philippians 2, 9 to 11, that that name is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, all knees should bow. The moment you are saved, you get recognition in hell. Acts of the Apostle, chapter nineteen. You can read from verse 11 to 17, Acts 19, 11 to 17. God started doing some special miracles in the life of Paul. And he's going to do special miracles in the life of somebody during this convention. And some people try to copy him. And they said in the name of Jesus Christ that Paul preaches, devil come out of this mind. The devil said, Jesus, I know. Paul also I know. But who are you? You may not know it, but the moment you are born again, head knows. Witches and wizards, they know. They know you are different now. They recognize you. But uh, because of time, the moment you are born again, you have access to a great prayer partner who is called the Holy Spirit and the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 26 Romans 8 26 it says we don't even know how to pray correctly but the Holy Spirit will help our infirmities during this convention you are going to pray correctly. So part one of my discussion is going to lead you to one very special prayer when the time comes very soon. I may those of us who are already born again. Sure that the blood had washed us clean. And that prayer will be an apology to God. Apology that you have been living below expectations. That you have not made use of all the privileges available to you that you have been wasting the powers, abilities that salvation had made available to you. Your story will be like the story of somebody that they said bought a ticket to travel by sea to a foreign land, he bought the ticket, got on the, sh- on the boat. Um, when he was boarding, boarding the boat, he took a lot of biscuits with himself. And every time throughout the journey, he was just eating biscuits and drinking water. Until somebody found him. What's going on? We have not been seeing you in the dining hall. He said, I don't have money to buy food in the dining hall. They said, ah. The food there is free. It's included in the ticket. Some of us are born again and eating biscuits when the Almighty God has prepared a buffet for you. We are going to need to apologize to God that we have been wasting a lot of blessings that belong to us. As a result of which we will go Angrily, after all those benefits, and in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we will get them all back. Yeah. But that's part one. There is part two. Don't worry, I will soon finish. You know me; I can't preach for long. I told you again and again that if the Bible teaches anything at all, from all the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is that nothing goes for nothing. Oh, salvation is free because Jesus paid for it with his blood. Born again. What are the expectations of God from you? Because we have come waiting to receive from God miracles beyond expectations. But He is also. <laughs> expecting certain things from us. For example, in 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 18 to 19, 1 Peter 1 from verse 18 to 19, the Bible says, because you are bought with the precious blood of the Lamb, you are a very, expensive commodity in the hand of the Messiah. You are bought, not with silver and gold, but with the blood. And he says God expects you to glorify him with your body moment you are born again you are no longer your own you have been bought not with silver and gold but with the blood of the lamb your body is not your own God expects from you that you don't use your body just anyhow so when you hear somebody say I can do whatever I like with my body, you know that fellow is not born again. Because your body is not your own. You are bought with the precious blood of the Lamb. And so God expects from you, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 18 to 20, 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20 that from the moment you are born again you flee every form of sexual immorality because it is not your body. (laughs) You can't do what you like with your own body anymore because it belongs now to the one who has paid your dowry the Lord Jesus Christ he expects you from the moment you are born again translated out of darkness into light he expects your light to shine Matthew chapter 5 from verse 14 to 16 Matthew 5 14 to 16. He said, The moment you are born again, you become the light of the world. And your light must shine. So that people will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven, the one who bought you with his blood. He expects you, through your action, your words, your evangelism, to shine. The moment you are born again, it says you are no longer ordinary, you are now the salt of the earth. And among so many things that salt does is that it destroys corruption. Salt is what you use when you don't have fridge and you want to preserve fresh meat. You rub salt on it to keep flies away, keep corruption away. Salt is a fertilizer, it can be used as a fertilizer to cause growth. Salt, of course. Is to make things sweet. The word of God says, the white of an egg has no taste until you add salt to it. And he expects you to be the salt of the earth. To be the destroyer Of corruption in your place of work. When I was younger, everywhere we go, those who want to do evil, they hate us because they know that our presence will not allow them to operate freely. We were dissolved. God some of us here. He says, you will either do the work of salt or you will be thrown away. The word of God made it clear in Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 8 to 9, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 that you are saved by grace you didn't work for it god out of his infinite mercy chose you for salvation and don't let don't let me ever hear you say when i found christ christ was not lost You are the one who he found, where you are lost. Don't let me hear you say, oh, I'm the one, I'm the one, I chose to give my life to Jesus." No, 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 it's out of his mercy. He said it clearly, nobody can come to me except my father draws him. You'll be surprised tonight now that in spite of all the benefits that I said are available to those who are born again, when I make the altar call, not everybody who needs salvation will come. Those who come are those that the Father in heaven withdraw to Jesus Christ. We were many the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ. We had the same sermon. Something pushed me forward. Because when I joined the Redeemed Christian Church of God, I had a problem and I wanted the problem solved. And they told me if you get to this church, oh, their prayer is fire. So I came, ready to pay for their prayer. And they kept on telling me, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Forsake your way of sin. And I was saying, what's wrong with these people? And most of the people then were not highly educated, and I I was a university lecturer. I was say, "What? What do they know about sin? I mean, just uh, I, I want to call having fun sin. What do they know about uh, philosophy and so on?" But a day came, and the preaching was on. And something deep down, what they may say, "You say these people are not educated. They don't know philosophy. They don't know psychology." Look at their faces. They have peace. Have you? With a PhD. Something within me says, look at them. They're not asking you to surrender to them. They're asking you to surrender to your maker. The one who controls your future. If God does not push you forward, you won't come. That night when they gave the altar call, I ran. And today, I'm grateful to God that I ran because somebody pulled me. So you are saved by grace, not by your own work. But God does not expect you to abuse that grace. Galatians chapter 2 from verse 20 to 21. Galatians 2, 20 to 21 says, Yeah, you are saved by grace. And you must know you are crucified with Christ. And you must not frustrate that grace. Because I know you have heard all manners of preachers saying that, oh, once you are born again, uh, 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 Grace will cover any other thing. You can do whatever you like after that. The word of God is clear. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. God forbid. God does not expect you to frustrate the grace. God says in His Word that once upon a time you are like a dog. I'm not the one who said so. Matthew chapter 15 from 21 to 28. Matthew 15 from verse 21 to 28. Remember the woman who came crying to Jesus Christ asking for healing for her daughter? Jesus told her, I can't give the bread of children to dogs. Two categories of people. Children and dogs. But the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, the day Jesus saved your soul, you became a son. You were a dog. Now you are a son. And he therefore does not expect you to go back to your old ways. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 to 22, 2 Peter 2, 20 to 22, he may declare, only dogs return to their vomits. God expects from you that once you have been washed in the blood, once grace has brought you to the Lord Jesus Christ, once you have said, all oh, things have passed away, that all things have become new, you will never go back. Because to go back to one, any of those things that you you said bye bye to, he said, he your dog has gone back to his vomit. you know what he says will happen? It doesn't matter who is the professor who have been telling you all kinds of things about. How you should live after you are born again. God says, You return back to your vomit, you will be kept out of his kingdom. Revelation chapter 22, verse 15. Revelation 22, verse 15. He said, Without our dogs, all dogs, all backsliders all those who became children and then returned to their vomits outsider dogs the almighty God expects you as a child of God to redeem time The time that you have wasted. Ephesians chapter 5, from verse 14 to 16. Ephesians 5, 14 to 16. I ask you to redeem your time. You have wasted so much time. Do something. He because the days are evil. Maybe you didn't understand the drama that the, the children presented. The drama shows you one problem after another problem after another problem after another problem until Jesus returns. The the days are evil and it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's when the, when the Lord returns. When he returns, is then there will be peace because he's the prince of peace. When he returns, that's when all problems will be gone. And those of us who belong to him, of course, we reign with him forever and ever. That he wants you to act quickly. Quickly. Why? He said, because I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man as his work shall be. In Revelation chapter 2, from verse 1 to 5, Revelation 2, 1 to 5, he says, Hey, I know some of you have tried, you have worked. But you have left your first love. You used to love me more than anything else. Now, you love something else. Your love for me has withered. You say, hurry up. Get back to your first love. So I don't come and take away your life. He wants you to act speedily. Mm-hmm. I know some of you are not expecting this kind of preaching tonight but if we don't lay the foundation you will miss the blessings of this week and I don't want you to miss any of them and if I don't tell you the truth who else is going to you are my children and when I get to heaven I want to see all of you there Days are going. Remember what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. Joshua 13, verse 1. The Bible said Joshua was old and stricken in age. And God said to Joshua, Joshua, you are old, you are stricken in age. And you have not completed the work I gave you to do. Before God draws the curtain, before He says no more, there's nothing more you can do. He wants you to wake up and talking to those of us <laughs> who are sure of our salvation. God express a life of spotless holiness from you. He expects that you keep your body pure and holy. Because you are precious to him, bought with the blood of the Lamb. So your prayer number three will be, Lord, thank you for preserving my life today. I will redeem time. I will go back to my first love. I will serve you beyond expectation. It's a just one little story, and then it will be time to pray. It's not a story you have not heard before. That I believe God wants me to tell you. I told you I was praying Two us one Congress. And all of a sudden I heard God say Son, give me your two cars. One, and I had two cars there. One was a Ninkon Town car the other was a Lexus Jeep. Was feeling good. I want to travel off roads, I take the Jeep. Smooth roads. I take the town car. Son, give me your true cars. I know his voice. But I said, God, that can be you. Began to tell him what is written. What your word says is that if I have two coats, I'm to give one out. Now you're asking me to. (laughs) I have two cars, you have me to give both of them. Told me something that I've never told anybody before, I'm telling you now. Do you want your blessings to remain usual? Or do you want to go to the unusual? You want to stay within expectations. Or you want to go beyond expectations. You know the result. I don't want my life to be ordinary. You know we've been talking about that. I don't want to be an ordinary pastor. I don't want to be an ordinary Christian. I don't want the natural when I can have the supernatural. I don't want the ordinary when I can have the extraordinary. What about you? So when it's time to pray, you're going to cry to God and tell him, from this night onward, it's everything about me be beyond expectations. But before we pray, I've spoken to those of you who are out there and you are not yet born again. You know it because you are still living a sin up to maybe yesterday. But the blood is available still to wash away your sins and give you access to the hand of God, access to the air of God, access to the presence of God, access to victory over the devil, access to all manners of blessings. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, if you are ready that you want everything to become brand new if you are ready to truly, truly say bye-bye to the devil welcome to Jesus if you are ready to say bye-bye to your old master and you want Jesus Christ to take over If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you must be standing before this altar. Coming, crying to him, asking him to have mercy on you to save your soul. I'm, I'm not talking of coming casually and... No, no, no. You really mean business? You want a name through a life of sin, a life of shame, a life under the control of Satan? You run forward now. So that I can pray for your salvation. Now, Jesus is not begging you to clap for him. So, if you want to clap, you clap. Don't insult him with your casual clapping, he expects greater things. Right to Jesus Christ. Tell him to please save your soul. Tell him I don't want to have anything to do with the devil anymore. I want to be a child of God. Don't want to be a dog. I want to serve you for the rest of my life. Have mercy on me. Wash me clean with your blood. And the rest of us, please, let's stretch our hands towards our new brothers and sisters. And intercede for them. Pray that the Almighty God will save their souls, even as He saved your soul. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. My Father, my God, I want to thank you for your word. And I want to thank you for your promise. That whosoever will come unto you, you will no wise cast out. Your children have come to you now, my Father, my God, please receive them in Jesus' name. Have mercy on them in Jesus' name. Let your blood wash away their sins in Jesus' name. Save their souls tonight. Write their names in the book of life. Receive them into the family of God. Give them brand new names. And from now on, any time they call on you, please answer them by fire. And don't let them ever go back into the world. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Now those of you in front, I rejoice with you because I can assure you by the word of God because you came and because we prayed you are born again now. So let me hear you shout hallelujah. And then I want to assure you that from now on, I will be praying for you. So I'm going to need your names, your address, and your prayer request. And I promise you, I'll be praying for you. Now, the rest of us. The rest of us, we are in two categories. Category one will be those who are backsliding. When it is your own time to pray, your prayer tonight will just be, God, please take me back. I want to come back to you. I've returned to my vomit, but no more. The rest of us who have been kept by the power of God all these years, we are going to pray. Number one, you will thank God for preserving your life. even till today. That's your prayer point number one. In case you want to write it down. We want to thank him that he has preserved your life to this moment. Prayer number two, you are going to apologize to him that you have not made full use of the benefits available to you as a true child of God tell him I'm sorry I've not made full use of all the benefits of salvation now we change number three you're going to call on the almighty God and say by your grace from now I will serve you beyond expectations my light will shine. My salt will be effective. Everybody will soon see my good works. And they will glorify God on my behalf. And finally, you will lift up your voice to him. I say, Father, from tonight onward. Don't let my life be ordinary Move me to a level Where people would look at me and say You are different You are superior let, let people see in me A life beyond human expectations Let's go ahead and pray Everybody if need be And the almighty God We grant all your requests. Now it is time to pray. But if any of you want to come forward to the space left at the altar to pray, you're welcome. The altar is open now. Cry unto God until you are satisfied and God will grant all your requests. God bless you.